Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back in to Golf in the Northwest here. Another uh, gorgeous August morning in the Pacific Northwest. And it's uh, being made a little bit more gorgeous by our guest in studio here. Defending champion of the Portland Classic. Marina Alex in studio. I already got her laughing. So I think you're going to get along with us just <laughs> yeah, fine. We're, I think we'll be okay. How you doing? Great. Yeah, glad this, glad to have yeah. you with us here. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm happy to be back. I love Portland. Well, and we hear that from all the women on the tour. This is one of their favorite stops, mm-hmm. pushing five decades now that it's been a regular uh, stop on the LPGA Tour. What did you hear about it for when you first got on tour from some of the veterans there, and did it live up to your expectations when you finally won last year? Yeah, it, it actually was one of my very first um, LPGA events that I got gotten into, my technically my rookie year, 2013. Um, didn't play a whole lot, but this was like my third start, and I absolutely loved it. Um, the golf course is incredible. I didn't make the cut, but... I was able to explore. So I think that's when I really fell in love. Um, I drove to Mount Hood and checked out some other places along the Columbia River. And that's when I was like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to get back. And <laughs> I've been back ever since. Well, it's a beautiful country that, that we live in here. It, we travel up the Columbia River Gorge all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you go up there to Maluma? Maluma I've, Falls? I've been there, yeah. I've been, yeah. Like every year that I've been here, and the past couple of years I haven't done as much um, – like outdoor activity type stuff. But the first few years I like made a point to do something every time I, I came here because often like we go to places and, and there could be a lot to do, but um, you get distracted obviously with the work aspect of everything and you don't really make the time to explore the places that you're in. Um, but this is one of the few areas I consistently always want to find something to do because I love it so much here. Yeah, it's great. We, you know, Swag and I have been here forever. We love it. Yeah. Columbia Edgewater, great golf course. What do you like about that golf course, and what about it fits your game? It's funny. Um, I always get asked when I'm playing pro-ams or just, like, random um, people that want to talk about the tour and all of that, and they're like, oh, what you know, what's the best course you play or what's your favorite course, you know, on tour? And for me, um, Columbia, in terms of the courses that we play every year, the ones that are always on the rotation – I think it's the best course that we play um, consistently year in and year out. It's always in perfect shape for starters. And the layout is great. Um, it requires you to hit both a fade and a draw in a lot of different areas. You have to hit the fairway to have good access to making birdies. But it's like if you're doing that, you know, if you're hitting it well, you can make putts and you can shoot a good score. And if you're not, you're going to get penalized. So I feel like it's very fair. And the greens are always in great shape. Oh, always in great shape. The oars are rolling like anywhere from, I don't know, 11 to a 12 each year. So yeah. that's nice. Yeah, it is. It's great. Marina Alex, our guest here in studio golf in the Northwest. She's going to be back in a few weeks for the Portland Classic Labor Day weekend. Tickets on sale now at portlandclassic.com. You tied the course record uh, with a 62 in the opening round last year. So 
I'm sure that maybe influences how much you like this course. No, I, I mean, it does, obviously, but I, I still would answer that question the same way. Um, if you take away everything from last year, I still would tell you that this is probably my favorite course on the rotation. I think here and um, Kings Mill are, are my two favorites, um, but I kind of like this one better. I, I also just love the trees on the course. So I think <laughs> that, um, that one, this gets always like a little bit of a higher notch in my mind because it's just like aesthetically so beautiful and like the smell is great and you're out there and you just like feel really good when you're out on the golf course. We got that first victory last year. Uh, this year, you've had a great year. Yeah. Clinched a spot, it looks like, on the Solheim Cup yeah, for the first time. I'm really excited. But still looking for the follow-up win, sure. maybe more consistent this year. But what's been keeping you from maybe getting that second win? I don't know. I don't know if it's – it's hard. Um, I've been trying to figure it out a little bit. You know, last year, 2018 season was just, like, so good. Um, obviously, the win here. But prior to that, you know, I'd had um, a tied for second in – Phoenix at the Founders Cup and a like a couple third place finishes and a, and a couple instances where like I would go out you know maybe not really that close to the lead but within striking distance and I would have like really great Sundays didn't the result didn't amount to a victory at that point in time but like to me it was like really confidence building and um and I've been struggling a little bit to kind of put all that together again this year. It could be expectation. It, you know, it could be just because it seemed like it was coming a little bit easier last year that I, I think that that's how it should be, you know, every time I'm out there now, which is not <laughs> the case. Um, so it's a learning curve still. Everything's a learning curve. And I'm trying to just get a little bit more. Um, it's not confidence. It's just I think maybe just not um, – worrying so much about the result and just like letting that come back naturally again and just going out and, and doing everything ABC, you know, process. Um, I think maybe I've gotten a little bit out of that this year and truthfully Solheim probably wasn't helping the equation um, mm -hmm. because, you know, you're looking at trying to get points. You're looking at trying to maintain your Rolex ranking. So that's when things really start getting out of, you know, doing your job and you're worried more about what, what you're finishing at, you know, and what you're shooting and not necessarily like everything else well, that goes into it. I'm curious how conscious uh, all the players are, American players out there about Solheim Cup, because we've only seen two individual winners and then there was a team victory with American player so far this season. Is yeah. is that a contributing factor or is it just coincidence this season? Um, I think that, you know, everyone is playing really solid. I just think that if you look at the results, like, so Nelly has won this year. Lexi won. Lexi. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you. But, you know, you look at Lizette. She literally mm -hmm. finished yeah. one shot out of winning a major championship. And it's mm -hmm. not like things happen. Um, she played phenomenally. So, again, like it's it almost was out of her control at that point. Like the other girl just made an unbelievable putt on 18. And, and that ended up being the result. Um, and if you look at a lot of the tournaments, um, you'll see – Americans are playing super solid. I mean, making the team this go around has been tough. And I know that it's going to come down to the wire at Canada for the last two spots for sure. Like one on points and, and the world ranking spots. So it's, it's very competitive. It just may not seem dominant to, um, you know, if you're glancing at an overview, if you're just looking at wins. Um, but if you're looking at overall consistent performance, I think it's pretty good. 
I, I think so too, and, and it may not translate yeah. into into victories right now, but it seems pretty solid. Mm. Now, as far as your own game, do you look at your stats? for strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, that's what I should be focusing more on. And I was doing that a really, uh, a lot last year. Um, Ball striking, you know, greens and regulation, Mm -hmm. um, driving Mm -hmm. accuracy, driving distance is kind of tough. I mean, you know, it's just, you hit it as far as you hit it. And and that's that. So um, for me, it's just like hitting as many fairways as I can. Um, And Putting and all it, the, those stats are, it's more like putts per greening regulation. But, and then a lot of that also depends on how well you're hitting your irons too. So I try to look at the stats. I should probably keep some of my own stats, like in a stat system, but it's like, a, it's a lot of work. Well, it's, <laughs> well, it's, and, yeah, and I, it is a lot of work and you can get lost in the Yeah. I, I'm, I'm one of those um, people where if you give me a little too much, like sometimes yeah. I can run with it to a point that's like not beneficial. Um, so like track mans are not for me and things like that, where I'm just like, I should just stay away from all that. Um, I have a good sense though, of what I feel like I need to work on and where I think I'm, um, maybe falling short. And I, you know, I try and put in the work to, to get it better, but it just, Sometimes that happens, and the results come, and sometimes it doesn't. So well, with a busy season, do you have time to actually work on those things? Yeah, I try to. Yeah. Um, you know, a bulk of the work gets done, obviously, off-season. But, you know, I would say up through maybe May. Mm-hmm. And then once you really get into the swing of playing, I mean, I I just got done with playing 9 out of 11 weeks. So at that point, it's like all bets are off, and you're kind of right. just out there you know, competing. Yeah. And it's interesting what develops when you're competing over a course of time like that. Sometimes things actually get better because you're, you're so into just like the grind, you're, you're more in the zone consistently. You're worried a lot less about technical things and Mm -hmm. you're just worried about, you know, hitting the ball, hitting your target, putting the ball in the hole on the green. And sometimes things actually improve. Um, so Marina Alex, our guest here in studio, defending champion for the Portland Classic, uh, presented by Cambia. Uh, that's coming up Labor Day weekend. Tickets are available at portlandclassic.com. You mentioned playing nine out of 11 weeks, and people who assimilate that to a PGA Tour just think, ah, oh, that's a lot of flying back and forth across the country. No, 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 no. You're in Europe for half of the- You guys play on four different continents do. during the schedule. Yeah. I don't think average golf fans maybe understand the difference in the LPGA tour being an international tour and how that sets, how do you go about setting up a schedule knowing the events that, that you want to commit to every year? So it starts usually with majors. Um, and it's funny, we had back to back majors this year. And, and I remember maybe about a month ago, I was watching something on, maybe it was Twitter and Justin Rose was going on about how he didn't think the majors were spaced out enough. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do any kind of partaking, but I want to say someone on our tour was just like, well, how about playing back-to-back majors there, buddy? Um, but, yeah, so majors are 100% the priority. You know, you if you know you're definitely playing in them and then you figure out what works for you, you know, do you like playing the week before? Do you like playing the week mm-hmm. after? Um, for me, I've kind of realized that maybe the week before is not that beneficial for me. Um you know, if I'm playing well, regardless of whether it's a major, um, 
just any event, a three-day event, a four-day event, it doesn't matter. You're putting so much energy and um, emotionally and mentally into that that if you're wiped the next week, which you usually are a little bit, um, you know, it's hard to then prep for a major uh, if you've just had a phenomenal week the week before. And it's not that those weeks aren't important either, but you also just like want to peak maybe at the right times. So for me, still in my, what is it, sixth, seventh year playing, like I'm still figuring out some of that, like looking at my results and looking at how well I play going into those weeks, you know, what's like the right formula for me. So starts there. And then I just go based on like courses that I have done well at. So five majors too many? No, I don't think it's too many. Yeah. Um, I just think that, you know, you need to pace yourself and yeah. like understand what your limits are. You know, can you play four weeks in a row? Some people can. Um, is it just three? You know, is it two, one off? Like, I don't know. Everyone's kind of different. So it's just kind of a personal preference at, at what you do your best at. Well, you're able to get a little break. You skipped yeah. the Scottish. You went down Michelle Wee, got married. You she were did. there. Yeah, it was amazing. Hanging out with some Hollywood uh, NBA stars, playing some <laughs> golf. I think that's what everybody wants to know. Can I Steph know. Curry actually play? Oh, that guy can ball. I was like the first hole. I was terrified because I'm like, I cannot lose to this guy. Like, I'm a, I'm a professional golfer. This is my job. Was there a little this side is, action on that? No, this was all pride. He's loaded, um, by the way. No, 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 no. Um, I, that was another. I was like, I can't I can't even make a bet with this guy. Um, I don't even have that kind of cash. Um, but first hole, we played Riviera, and it's a par five. So we teed off from the same tees. And he hits a three wood and a six iron onto the green to like 10 feet for eagle. And I was like, oh my goodness, like what? I, I, I can see why he has played the web and he's really, really good. I was so impressed. Um, one day if he wanted to actually play after he's done playing basketball, he definitely could. Um, there's a future in that for him. He's just I was like shocked actually. Um, he kind of like slowed down a little bit towards the end of the round. Maybe got a little tired. I mean, it's tough when you really don't play golf yeah. like, all the time, you know, to keep in it for 18 holes. And like, there's definitely like a mental component to like grinding mm -hmm. it out that long. Um, but the first nine, you know, he was probably like a couple under. Um, yeah. So did you talk a little trash on the back nine? Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Not comfortable yeah. enough. What's wrong, Steph? Get a little tired here. You want me to carry yeah, your I bag know. for you? Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a ton of fun. He's a super nice guy, and we also played with Andre, who is equally as nice and really good. Um, he'd only been playing maybe, like he said, five years, yeah. and he was solid. Yeah. Wow. I was impressed. They love to play. They play all the time on the road, I think, so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Anytime yeah. it's it's different though when it goes from a hobby to yeah. trying to make it a, a profession or yeah. a career at that point, yeah. and that's sometimes a lot of the things. That's what Tony Romo's finding out too. But I it's, think he might have a shot at like, the There's probably a lot of overlaps, um, but then golf is like a weird thing. That's like you're in your own headspace so much that, yeah. um, and I'm sure you're in your own headspace when you're involved in team sports at that level, but maybe a little bit less um i can't say for sure because i have well, no different. experience with that yeah. um but yeah the the individuality of golf really kind of makes it tricky so uh, good question there yeah uh, about that that chatter that goes on and you talked mm -hmm. about confidence and how do you deal with with that internal chatter yeah it's hard um you have a lot of weird conversations with yourself <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you that um you know you can go from being like 
man, I'm terrible, and what am I doing out here, <laughs> and, like, this is the worst, to, like, oh, I just made two birdies, and, like, everything's great, and I'm fine. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, it's tricky. <laughs> you kind of just need to dismiss um, the weird things that you might often say to yourself. Like, most everyone does it, and it's normal, I think. It's natural. You know, you put a lot of effort into it, and you're practicing, and all of it that, you know, it's, it's all your own, and yes, you, we have caddies, and we do make decisions together, but at the end of the day, you know, you're hitting the shots, so it's like when something doesn't go right, it's all pretty much back on you, and and that can be hard to handle when you feel like you're trying your absolute best, mm-hmm. and the result is so far from what you have practiced, so far from things that you know you're capable of doing, and I think that gets to be the toughest part. It's mm-hmm. like so, you look at a lot of players, yeah. they're incredibly good they they can hit all the shots and they've hit all the shots in competition and they have you know amazing years and then they're like whoa what happened it's not working it's hard to like wrap your brain around why it just kind of vanishes whether it's temporarily or not so um you have to just like push that all out you know you like you let it happen i do i'm like okay this this is occurring right now it'll pass like i'll get over this um, but it's tough to not let it like really fester and and like kind of take hold. That's where it gets tricky. You kind of just need to keep working on pushing it out. Wrapping things up here with Marina Alex in studio, defending champion. Uh, she'll be back in a couple of weeks to defend her title at the Portland Classic out of Columbia Edgewater. So to Canada mm-hmm. coming up and then back and then knowing you're going to be on the yeah. Solheim, how does that change your preparation or does it for these two events? No, not no? really. Um you know, going into the year, the Solheim is great. It's something you want, but it's one it's one week out of the year, you know, mm-hmm. and it and it really has no bearing on the rest of the year in terms of what you qualify for, all those kinds of things. So you need to just focus on the season, you know, and and that. And then if if you have this extra week, you do, which is amazing. I'm so excited I do. Um, but it's not gonna change how I go into these weeks. If anything, it might make me a little bit more diligent even because um, you want to go in in good form. So, Well, we're looking for that good form uh, yep. here in a couple Hopefully. of weeks back at Columbia Edgewater. It's been a pleasure having you in studio Thanks, this guys. morning. Marina Alex, uh, defending champion out at the Portland Classic presented by Cambia. Uh, again, tickets available, portlandclassic.com. It'll be Labor Day weekend, August 29th uh, through September 1st. We look forward to seeing you out yeah. there. Everyone come watch. Columbia Edgewater, it's the best. There you go, Marina. Thanks so much for uh, joining us here in studio. Hi, thanks, guys. You bet. We'll come back uh, with uh, our Ask the Pros segment here as we continue on. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.